Welcome to Intuitive Astrology with Molly McCord. Thank you so much for joining me today as we'll be looking at the astrological energies from January 26th until February 2nd, where we close out January and enter February with a lot of energies changing direction and further activating us. Now, in this particular astrological podcast, I discuss astrology through the lens of intuition, spirituality, and energetics, and it helps us understand more of what we're feeling, what we're sensing, how we can work with these cosmic energies, understand that we are divinely connected to them and also be more conscious around how they show up for each of us in our own lives. For those who are new to the podcast, welcome and thank you for joining me. I have been studying and practicing astrology for over 30 years now. It has been a passion that turned into a profession. And in this podcast, we talk about Western tropical astrology, which is a different astrological system than side real Vedic astrology. So both are valid, both are beneficial and provide us with deeper understanding. Uh, but my expertise is in the world of Western astrology. And I also want to note that in last Wednesday's episode, I said that the sun moved into Sagittarius and that was a total Mercury retrograde snafu. And I didn't even realize it until some of you commented. So I apologize for any confusion. The sun is in Aquarius and in fact is moving through the first deacon of Aquarius and will move into the second deacon. We also are going to have this week the sun in Aquarius squaring Uranus in Taurus, which we will discuss, and also the Aquarius new moon, which happens at 12 degrees Aquarius, January 31st, February 1st, and it also coincides with the lunar new year. So we are approaching a new beginning point and some transitional energies over this next week, which could be quite welcomed by you if you've been feeling the density or stagnation that has been in play. There was even an energetic tightness earlier this week that you may or may not have felt, but it felt like stuck in old previous fears, programming, energies. It also had this sense of very slow movement, even no movement at all. And so if you were experiencing any of those themes, that will be shifting and changing here in the week ahead. We also are going to have Venus stationing direct after being retrograde since the middle of December. Venus retrograde usually lasts about six weeks. And so on January 29th at 3.45 a.m. Eastern Time, Venus will station direct in Capricorn at... 11 degrees, where she will be making a trine to Uranus in Taurus. And this will help release, open up, and even disrupt anything that has been too heavy on you, especially around these Venus themes. So if there have been any areas of life that have felt like they're moving so slowly, and they're connected to anything around money, relationships, friendships, love, what you value, what you want, what feels good to you. 
It could feel like you've perhaps been disconnected from some parts of yourself that normally you turn to or you go to. This Venus stationing direct is going to be an energetic switch. And because she's in a trine to that Uranus and Taurus, there's something that can open up in your consciousness around what Venus in Capricorn has been showing you, what she has brought back around for you to be aware of. And that has been definitely a theme because the Venus retrograde energies in Capricorn have been working with Pluto by conjunction, also Neptune, and now Uranus. So when a personal planet is making multiple interactions with outer planets, there are bigger themes transpiring and opening up. There are bigger opportunities to see what you're learning and understanding during the retrograde phase. The outer planets hold greater consciousness, higher consciousness, different energetic cycles and understandings. And when they interact with a personal planet such as Venus, they are altering what we're experiencing on a daily basis because the personal planets are about our daily energy fields, how we go about our lives, our energies on a daily basis, what we perceive and see and feel. And so we are shifting through this Venus retrograde and the theme seems to be what you've learned, what you've mastered, what you've experienced and been through that you're changing permanently. You're shifting into a higher frequency in yourself. There's new commitments being made at a personal level to what you value, the energies you want in your life, the energies you want to share with others. Now, Venus in Capricorn is quite detached, meaning she takes a higher perspective. She backs away from the personal emotional experience and she looks at what has been unfolding and happening and how can there be different results? What can be done differently? And that's been a big part of this Venus retrograde, especially around anything that Venus rules in your personal natal chart. So Venus rules both Taurus and Libra energies. So planets are points in Taurus, planets are points in Libra, as well as the houses in your chart that are ruled by Taurus and Libra. Venus retrograde is working with them. So she's actually working with potentially three areas of your life and three areas of your chart. So she's working with the houses that Taurus rules, as well as any planets or points. She's working with the houses and planets or points that Libra rules in your chart. And she's in your Capricorn sector of your chart, working with that part of your life where she has been moving back and forth, specifically 11 to 26 degrees of Capricorn. So she's ruling three parts of our lives through this retrograde and wait, before you go, one more thing, she now rules 
the North Node in Taurus. So what this means is that Venus is actually really digging in and we're assessing more of what matters to us and what we know we're worthy of, what we value, what we want, what you want to manifest in this life around the areas of abundance, connection, relationships, friendships, everything that you relate to and how you relate. So how you relate to all energies across multiple areas of your life is why this particular Venus retrograde has been so big. It's also pivotal in what we're changing, reprogramming, deconditioning, stepping away from, and understanding how ultimately that energy begins with you how you're willing to do something differently going forward. You're willing to shift your own energy, your own consciousness around what you want next, what you want to create next. And in Capricorn, it's the goals, the accomplishments, the rewards, what we want to do that is honoring not only who you are, but your gifts in the world and what you're about. There's an energy too with Venus and Capricorn of being seen or being recognized, but that starts with yourself. That starts with recognizing your own heart, recognizing your own needs, recognizing your own love language, and understanding this is what I need to feel loved in myself. And that's where we are each deeply reprogramming what we weren't aware of before. And we're also able to stop or be complete with any unconscious energies, including those karmic loops, those karmic patterns. It's almost like the things we've done or what we've chosen to be recognized, like where we've gone in our lives in order to be seen by others or how we have unconsciously sought out recognition or connection or relationships, and maybe that no longer works. It no longer feels right. It's no longer a part of your journey going forward. So big questions, hopefully big revelations as well over this next week as Venus stations direct at 11 degrees of Capricorn, trining that Uranus, which is about the cosmic intelligence, the higher knowledge of what we've been seeing and giving us some breakthroughs as well as support for change. That trine brings in support and it's like the open flows. There's also a sense here that The universe wants you to see something clearly, wants you to take responsibility for parts of yourself. Even if you've been hiding those parts from yourself, the universe is saying, well, there's an opportunity here to see more of who you are in this physical world and understand what you want to change going forward. Now, not only will Venus be making a trine to Uranus in Taurus, but the sun in Aquarius will make an exact square to Uranus in Taurus on January 30th. And this is often a square of revelation, changes, drastic news, something sudden unfolding, something unexpected coming through. This can be a day when your plans don't play out as you had expected. 
this could be a time when you have to make adjustments that you didn't think you would need to make. So keep in mind that the sun squaring Uranus can be disruptive. It can be that sense of, oh wow, I didn't expect that. I didn't see that coming. So we have to adjust. We need to be aware of what we can do, new choices, new potentials, new possibilities. And one of the things that I'm noticing here as we are going to move through this calendar year is that Uranus and Taurus is going to be a key player throughout 2022. And that's because of its energy working with the eclipses in Taurus and Scorpio, as well as with the North Nodes and all of the personal planets. So we are going to move through a very Uranian-themed year where there will be energies opening up to us that are new. These are the energies of new dimensions, new portals, fast developments, acceleration, things taking off. But it's also the energy of unpredictability, uncertainty, rebellion, revolution, the energies of the masses going into the streets, these worldwide protests that have been happening, the energies of that freedom convoy in Canada. There's a lot here that's activating where people are wanting to do something. There's the energy of uprising and change, dynamic change, again, rebellious change, doing something differently, doing something new. And in Taurus, it's directly connected to our resources, our financial and monetary lives. It's our ability to look at what we have and make something new or different. A bit like going into the kitchen, opening up the fridge, looking at all these random ingredients and understanding how you can repurpose them, how you can make something new and different with what you have on hand. Taurus is the energy of what we own, what we invest in, what we possess, because we think it's important. It has worthiness. It has substance to us. And Uranus comes through and says, well, let's do it differently. Let's look at this in a new way. Let's use our resources in a new way. This is where there can also be extremes, extreme rises, extreme falls, things happening quickly, things falling apart quickly. So again, the acceleration of energies is going to continue to be strong on the planet and And this is an energy that's meant to break up whatever has been stuck or stagnant in Taurus. It's also showing us what we've taken for granted. And that can be for any number of reasons that we take something for granted. It's part of a comfort zone. It's always been there. We've assumed it's always been there. This would not be the time to take things for granted or to make assumptions about what's going to always stay the same. This Uranian energy is that disruptor that's shaking things up and it's by shaking it up that we find new solutions, new ways of working with something, new ways of understanding what we can co-create or experience going forward. So this will continue to be a big energy signature throughout 2022. And it is showing us what is no longer an energetic fit. And it's asking us to stay creative, stay open, be willing to look at something in a new way. It's also asking us to really look at what our resources are. 
And that isn't simply our financial resources, what we own, what we've built our lives around. This is looking at it in a whole new way. And in fact, it reminds me of some of the television shows about survival or homesteading, where people are living on the land. They're using the resources of the river, of the forest, of the beaches, where you could walk onto a beach and you see millions of rocks but then you could see the algae in a new way. And how do you use the algae as a food source? Uh, what else can you use here on the beach that maybe you've overlooked before? It's that type of energy. It's a refresh. It's seeing things differently and being open to new ways of making the most of what we have on this planet. So keep in mind that this Uranus and Taurus energy will be strong throughout the year. And what we're being gifted with here are genius new insights, new brilliance, new ways of saying, oh, I've never seen it this way before. Oh, I didn't realize what I could do with this mud before or what my flower garden would sustain or what my vegetable garden could grow. So these are very grounded practical solutions, which is a hallmark of Taurus energy. But it's essentially asking us to turn something over on its head and see it differently. So that energy will be strong as the sun in Aquarius squares Uranus in Taurus on January 30th. And then we're going to have the Aquarius new moon at 12 degrees on January 31st or February 1st. It does depend on your location on the planet. But this Aquarius new moon is a focal point on these Aquarian themes and ideals. And the energy of Aquarius is ruled by Uranus as well as by Saturn. And so here we have a new moon at 12 degrees that is conjunct Saturn in Aquarius at 15 degrees and squaring Uranus in Taurus. So this is where the sun and the moon have now entered the chat around the energies that we were experiencing last year. And so in your chart around this point here at 12 degrees of Aquarius, the universe is asking you to plant new seeds, bring in something new and different and fresh that speaks to you now. What lights you up? What brings your awareness out beyond yourself? Aquarius is the energy of the collective, but it stems from the individual. It stems from knowing yourself, understanding who you are, what you want, where you're going, what matters in this life. What are you doing? with it? What are you doing with your own creative brilliance? Are you ready to try something new and different? And this conjunction to Saturn is asking you to make a commitment to see it through, to understand that it's going to take time, energy, and effort. But if you're ready for that and you're willing to make that commitment, this is where there can also be something that beautifully manifests and comes to fruition. Because even though Saturn requires us to take our time, be very diligent, and apply the work, there are also the rewards from that work. There's the results. Something shows up, something comes through because of your commitment to that purpose. So this is a very dynamic Aquarius new moon because it's also interacting with Uranus in Taurus. And as I mentioned, it's a time of doing something new and different that maybe last year you weren't ready for. But this year, 
it feels right. Maybe it feels clearer. Maybe you're more certain of something. You're more aware. You've learned. You've grown. This also is a bit like filling in the gaps and having a new start for whatever ended, whatever came to completion or perhaps was removed or taken away in 2021, now we're planting new seeds. But these are new seeds of consciousness. This is a new energy coming through that wants you to do it differently and to stand strong in that. So this would be a really powerful new moon to be very intentional about your thoughts and to take something seriously. There can also be hesitation, doubt, and uncertainty around this energy. It could feel like you're not clear if you should do it or commit to it or go for the thing. But what this Aquarius new moon is reminding you of is your power as a conscious creator to experience the life you want. And what does that mean for you? Aquarius involves the overarching energies of our lives. What guides us forward, what inspires us, where we have a sense of hope and purpose for the bigger picture of it all. And I'm also getting a message right now that relates to this Venus retrograde and the Aquarius new moon working together. And it revolves around new soul contracts. And I believe I've mentioned this before around the importance of some new soul contracts being activated and coming in. But I'm feeling now like part of this Venus retrograde of what we've been clearing out, reviewing, and really looking at a strong reflection energy is asking us to also clear out any old soul contracts, vows, pledges, promises, or energies that we've been holding across multiple lifetimes that have now been holding us back. A bit like this unconscious energy we've been tethered to that you no longer need. I'm seeing, I'm seeing a rubber band around the waist. And then the other side of the rubber band is around essentially like a uh, scroll, you know, like a piece of paper that's rolled up, but then it's on its side. It looks like a pole. And it's this energy of what we've been tied to and held to, but we've outgrown. And it could feel like, why can't I get past this? Why can't I move forward? Why am I still stuck to something? And it feels like that rubber band is an energetic tie to whatever is in that scroll. And again, I feel like it's a soul contract energy. And this would be a time to, okay, this is what they're showing me. Turn around, look at the scroll, stop trying to run from it, stop creating any tension or desire to escape it. Look at the scroll and trust whatever you're feeling around the soul contract relationship energies. Because Capricorn is about our commitments. There's something we're reviewing around our soul commitments that we're not wanting to take forward. But you can't just escape from it until you honor it, respect it, understand what you've learned from it, how it's been important for your growth, and what you needed to master around all of your energy. So it's looking at this soul contract scroll perhaps opening it up, unscrolling it so that you can energetically feel it, and then bless it. Have gratitude for what it has provided you, for how it has contributed to your soul experience. Because then what I'm seeing, and this is really beautiful, I am I think I'm going to cry. It's like, then I feel like as soon as that 
soul contract receives the gratitude for the lessons and everything you've been through that's really been hard or challenging or hurtful at times, as soon as you honor it, you're honoring yourself. You're beautifully honoring your own strength and mastery. And then I see this soul contract just dissolving. It just fades away. It clears out. And same with that rubber band. And that's interesting because I feel like that energy will happen, especially when Venus makes a sextile to Neptune and Pisces. And that will happen when Venus in Capricorn is at 22 degrees in about a month. So towards the end of February, specifically February 24th, 25th. Okay, so the story that's forming here is that a lot of this Venus retrograde in Capricorn has been about some deeper relationship energies connected to commitment that we've held for multiple lifetimes. They're also saying it could be the avoidance of commitment where you haven't made commitments that you promised or that you wanted to fulfill. It could be that's part of the karma or the energy that's playing out, what you've avoided or what you didn't fully honor that you intended to honor. So of course, trust whatever feels right for you and however this story matches up for you. But it feels like this is a time to be very clear around where your energy has made those vows, pledges, promises, commitments to others, to anything outside of yourself. Now they're saying for some people, this could be to a particular role in the family a particular parenting role, a particular role within your own lineage, like within what your ancestors needed or expected of you. There's energy here that you can intentionally and consciously complete. And it feels like this end of January into February is important for that because when you're in a place of gratefulness and blessings and Thank you so much for what I've learned. And now I am complete with this. Meaning when you're welcoming the energy, you're welcoming the completion, you're welcoming what you've energetically committed to, then this soul contract energy is fulfilled and it dissolves and the rubber band around the waist dissolves. And if you've been on a treadmill trying to escape something, trying to run from something, trying not to look at it, not to deal with it, well, you've got to. That's how it works. You've got to work with these things and deal with it and essentially be in your mastery. And when you're in that place, the energy shifts. And I'm feeling like that's part of this strong energy this week with Venus stationing direct, trining Uranus and Taurus, which reminds you too that what you want, what you value, what you need, the love that you are always travels with you, always is a part of your energy. And you can essentially refuel yourself. You can essentially receive more of those levels of heart-based activations that will light you up, expand you, open up the heart, remind you that we live in this beautiful eternal universe that can co-create anything, but you haven't maybe had space room or energy for the new if you've been on this treadmill and really constrained, especially to the soul contracts that you didn't realize were chasing you or that you were trying to outrun. But I feel like this is something that can certainly set us free and it does involve our own sovereignty, our own free will. And again, once you 
have respect for that soul contract, for those pledges, those vows. Once you have an understanding of what they've been about in terms of your human experiences on this planet, that's when you've reached a level of mastery that sets you free. And now I'm getting the image of a level complete from Mario Brothers. Oh, that's so funny. So if you grew up in the 80s, you can relate to this, where the Nintendo games, I'm seeing Mario Brothers, you know, you you get to certain levels and you're free from that level. That's the energy here. Like you're just done. And it's like, bling, bling, bling. Congratulations. You pass this level. You move on to the next one. So that would be one way to work with this Venus retrograde. And then when we look at how the Aquarius new moon conjunct Saturn and squaring Uranus is coming in on February 1st, this is a time to now plant new seeds and intentions around what you do need and what is required in these new soul contracts, these new energies, these new dynamics that you want to experience going forward. And I'm also being shown that you can work on these energies outside of the time-space continuum, meaning you can energetically put yourself in another timeline, another dimension to work with all this where you're not bound to the calendar year. So this would be something that perhaps many of you are already aware of and you do, but just a reminder that you can put your energy into other realms and other dimensions to complete something, to wind it up, to let it be over, and then call in the new energies that would work for you going forward. I'm also feeling like this is important to be aware of because of how this particular Aquarius new moon is also the Lunar New Year, which is one of the biggest global celebrations around the world where there are many people who are energetically focused on the Lunar New Year energies. So when we harness that, when we call that in and work with that, it can also strengthen our own intentions and strengthen the energy behind what we're wanting to create and move into, especially as we move into February. So a very powerful way to be in your choice, your light, your power as we complete January and enter February. On February 2nd, we have in bulk, which is the halfway point between the solstice and the equinox. And that is a lovely place to just mark on your calendar and know that we are in that midway energy approaching the equinox. And then looking ahead, February 3rd, Mercury stations direct at 24 degrees of Capricorn. We'll talk more about that next Wednesday because when Mercury stations direct, all planets are then direct until the end of April. And so this means that February is going to help us finally get some things going and rolling and moving forward. And if you have felt a pause or stagnation, if you have felt like it's been harder to get traction or make movement, this is where things can really come together and take off. This is where there is new energy coming through, new information, new solutions that fit better where if something was held back, if it didn't quite come together, or you could just sense that it was better to wait, when we get going into February, it's probably going to feel easier, smoother. There's things that just form and it doesn't require as much effort. 
So again, February 3rd is when Mercury stations direct at 24 degrees of Capricorn. And yet it's working with Pluto in Capricorn, which has also had a strong energy since we began this new year. And this brings about a deeper transformation. This opens up what we're willing to see in ourselves around our fears, blocks, limitations, things that we've hidden from ourselves, parts of ourselves that we didn't fully own or fully see. They were underneath the surface. They were out of view. And it could be like you're seeing something new in yourself in a fresh way, or you're going deeper. Because that Pluto energy is also about research, researching why, researching how, researching what, going into what is this about for me? Why have I been like this? Why have I been living my life like this or making these choices or what is coming up that's been fearful? Also, where you felt powerless. And over this next week, keep that theme in mind, not because I want you to focus on powerlessness, but the illusion the illusion of powerlessness and how you can turn that around. And so if there's a part of your life where you're feeling exhausted or hopeless or you don't know the answer, you don't know the next steps, it's one thing when we're just really tired and then we need to take a break. We need to give ourselves that downtime, let our energy come back together and rise up again. And that can be a regular occurrence. But this energy is deeper. This is something that maybe you've been feeling that's a reoccurring theme in your life, a reoccurring mindset, something that always pulls you under or holds you back, something that feels like it's taking away your power, dimming your light, your choices are removed. That is part of the illusion. And that's part of what we're looking at here is where do I have these unconscious patterns and habits around feeling powerless in certain areas of my life? And this would be a really pivotal time to turn that around and look at it differently. There can be so many reasons why we perceive ourselves as powerless, and it can certainly relate to trauma or experiences in this lifetime. It can relate to soul themes and karmic patterns in previous lifetimes. It can be complicated. It can be many things. But what you're getting to the heart of is that you're not powerless, but there is a mental shift required. And when you make that mental shift, whether you focus on it, meditate on it, just intentionally work with it. You're reprogramming something in yourself to see it from a higher vantage point and to open up the energy, open up the possibilities or the solutions, open it up so that you're not focused on one particular outcome, possibility, result, etc. that sinks your energy, but rather you open up the energy and perhaps make a list of five other ways to view this exact same situation. Because you want to open this up mentally, you want to also write a new story, a new narrative, a new understanding here where your fears aren't running the show. Because there can be these unconscious habits we have where we maybe jump to assumptions or certain expectations or we create a story in our head about something, but it's based on limited information. It's based on a fear we have, something that's happened to us previously. It can also be a story we're creating that almost goes into a worst case scenario. 
And that is where our fear or the energy we have is trying to protect us, where you go into a worst case scenario that probably is not going to unfold and not going to happen, but it's a way to feel in control or that you're going to know what to do if that worst case scenario unfolds. So it's kind of like these very interesting internal worlds we create, the stories, the complexities, everything that we can circle in. This is a time to just burst it wide open, to not let that story run the show, to not let yourself get stuck in there, to identify the fear. What am I trying to prevent? What do I not want to happen? And typically for most of us, being a part of this human experience, it gets down to some very baseline energies of wanting to feel safe and protected. So we look at how we don't want to be vulnerable. We don't want to be betrayed. We don't want to be abandoned. We don't want to be rejected etc, etc. There's things that we try to protect ourselves from, but chances are those stem from old previous energies that are no longer in alignment with who you are. And so now is the time to really get a stronger mental grasp on what is coming up for you. And to look at that fear, to look at whatever that story is, and again, open it up and write out five different potentials or possibilities, five other ways to see the situation, maybe five other objective understandings. And this is a way to not only open up the energy, but to also understand that now you can have new ways of focusing This is why we say affirmations, but affirmations only work when you get down to the heart of something, when you're really working with what that belief system was that formed that understanding. So we are working with some very deep levels of ourselves that can feel heavy at times, but this is where that reprogramming happens, and this is where we're also consciously owning our power rewriting that story, stepping into a new result or a new outcome, owning it, owning what you declare is true for you now and understanding that that is something that the universe responds to because that influences your vibration and your frequency and it will essentially create these new outcomes and help you move forward. So stay very mindful of where your mind goes, and then look at what that deeper unconscious fear or story might be and what you're ready to rewrite from a place of power, being in your full energy, being in your full light, and really owning this part of who you are now. This is where we're learning new techniques, new ways of using our energy with greater consciousness, new ways of practicing something, even if you don't feel so good at it yet, or even if you're not certain of the exact method or approach, there is the potential here to really work with this new desire for new techniques, and that will create these new outcomes. It actually reminds me of all the various painting classes I've taken through the years. I've taken a lot of art classes, and every teacher has different techniques that they show about how to paint, what to use with the brush, the angles, the type of brush. 
a light touch, a heavy touch, etc. And I know many of you are creatives, many of you are artists, and so you can probably relate to how these new techniques take time to master. And yeah, you can be very Jackson Pollock about it and just, you know, throw something on the wall and watch it stick. But there's other techniques like pointillism and various methods that are used that show a different outcome, but with a lot of the same materials. And I feel like that's kind of what we're looking at. And this would also play into this Uranus in Taurus energy where we're looking at what we've got. So perhaps you have your palette of colors and you have your blank slate, but you're willing to try something different. You're willing to try something new, even if you're not good at first, even if you're just learning how to do something new or different. That's part of how we grow and expand. It's also part of how we understand the limitless possibilities because you could approach that same palette of paint and expect the same type of painting to show up on the canvas or the same type of outcome. I used to draw a lot of landscapes and also the still art compositions. And when it's complete, you look at it and you're like, oh, that's just a pear sitting on a table next to a bowl. But what you don't understand is all the intricate shadings that's involved, all the ways you're trying to recapture something or how to work with the tools and the techniques in a way that create what you're trying to express. So it does take time to develop these new techniques, to work with them, to practice them, and to not expect ourselves to be good right away. And that can be something that we hold is that perfectionism or any type of internal messages that can prevent you from working through something. And what I'm feeling as well is that we're meant to understand more of the particulars. We're meant to understand that that we're capable of working with these new techniques to give it time, to allow yourself to practice and to do something because it energetically calls to you or speaks to you and to simply enjoy the process of it without huge expectations or focus on a particular outcome. And that's also how we open up the energy. So I guess this relates to opening up the energy, not only mentally, but in all of your energy, opening up creatively, opening up your heart, opening up your sense of possibilities for yourself, because a lot about this time is taking us into these new energies that are going to want you to try something new and different, to try something just for the enjoyment of it, just to see how it goes, just to see if it resonates, and to not be hard on yourself. And that's one thing I've learned through all of the various art classes and things I've tried is that mine will always look different than the teachers and it will always look different than everyone else in the class. And that's really cool. That's really great. So if you can have that mindset that whatever you're doing is going to be unique for you, it's going to look different. It's going to be your own experience. And it's not meant to be about any kind of perfectionism or comparison or looking at what anyone else is creating with the same materials or the same blank canvas. It's working with 
who you are and continuing to expand that, continuing to open that up and to be very loving and kind with yourself as you do so. And I believe that is one of the biggest ways we're meant to start February. We're meant to move forward with the sense of new possibilities, new potentials, staying open to a process or open to something new and different, especially if we haven't done it before, and to work with joy in the moment, to work with a sense of wonder and possibility and maybe who cares how this turns out. Maybe I just throw this away in the trash and I have done that for some of my art. But then other things, I'm like, this is really good and I've kept it for three decades. So surprise yourself. That's a part of the sun in Aquarius and the strong Uranian energy. How can you surprise yourself? And that will also help you know yourself even more. So as we close out January and move into February, I hope you begin the new month with a very glorious Aquarius new moon and happy Lunar New Year as well to those who celebrate. And as always, thank you so much for joining me for this podcast, which I release every Monday and Wednesday. On next Monday's podcast, we'll be talking about the energies of Mars and Venus traveling together for a month starting in February. So that will be a lovely topic to dive into. And then I'll be releasing new videos for you every Friday on YouTube. And these are the videos where we dive into a particular astrological topic or theme for you to understand and work with in your chart. So thank you for joining me. As always, you can find out more about me over at mollymccord.online. Oh, and I almost forgot that the February Soul Growth Astrology Program is here. You use coupon code Aquarius to get it for 11 bucks. And we dive into all the astrology of February, especially how it's working with you in your own chart. And these programs have four teaching videos in them that you can access as many times as you'd like, but it helps you understand the main energies and themes for the month ahead. So again, that's coupon code Aquarius, and you can find it over at mollymccord.online. Plus, I'll put the link below this podcast. So I'll see you back here next week. Have a beautiful entryway into February and wishing you a lot of joy as you perhaps surprise yourself with more of what you're capable of.